Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Guitar Nerds, so you best get your nerd on. But if you want a little more, well, we've got a Patreon. A place of such majestic wealth for any guitar player, where I can drink a pint of gin and talk about John Mayer. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. That's right. Get your nerd on. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. And Matt Knight. Hello there. Yes, yes. Hello, gentlemen. How has your week been? collectively uh busy very Jake busy Cross. yeah busy but good it's been it's been really good but it has been very very busy but i am um, i had a band practice this week which was holy very hell what are you playing in this band guitar or bass bass of course so you're pa- playing your what is it like a 2005 uh P yeah bass? something like that yeah american standard um in olympic white with a torque guard it's olympic white torque guard um I, maple neck Maple, what do you, what do you take me Ma- for? Maple, of course, maple of course it's a maple. Of course, it's a maple board. Stock pickups. Um, I think so. I, th- I think so. The thing is, is I bought it secondhand, um, and I bought it from someone who obviously was a very heavy smoker. So, um, <laughs> you know what Olympic White does when it's uh, when it's when it's around people who are very heavy smoking. Butterscotch blonde. Yes, it's gone almost that kind of colour, but I love it. It's um, it's. It's like beat to hell. Um, I've lent it to uh, a few people when they've like uh, friends bands from overseas when they've come over on on tour. So it's it's done like a couple of hundred gigs, uh, even in just a couple of years that I've well in the five years or so that I've had it, and it's uh, oh, it's great. It's, it sounds great. It feels great. Um, but the pro- so the the reason that I was having this band practice is we are we're having a. Uh, a uh, a band night at work where a bunch of people from work are, have got together and are doing a uh, like you know a bunch of covers or whatever. So um, I feel really inadequate because I'm the only person in the band who doesn't have a custom shop, um, and it's <laughs> it's like really reignited my um, my drive to get a custom shop. You uh, you do have some great guitars though, man. I do. Yeah, you're right. I do have some but really great guitars. You don't um, have a custom shop base though. But I well, I don't have a custom shop anything. So I I think I, I've get been thinking a nice l- custom shop, um, sir. That'd be that would go great. Yeah, oh, nice. that's exactly what I was thinking of actually. Yeah, or a freedman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah on those great relic jobs. Um, but no, I, uh, I've obviously been thinking thinking long and hard about what I'm going to do. I think a 58 or a 59p base, um, shell pink, of course. Uh-huh. And I think anodized, anodized gold guard. No, you can't do that. Like Everyone's I... seen what anodized looks like on, on the through Olympic white that they do. And it just doesn't – it works on sunburst because they genuinely came like that. It doesn't yeah. work on any other colour. I, I think it, I think it really works on, on pink, honestly. Yeah, I, think on, I agree. On, I think on it shell pink, on pink. I, I think yeah. it really works. That or maybe a black guard. I'm not sure – um, oh, really? Why? Why? Why wouldn't you just go mint? I mean, mint I, yeah, and I shell know. pink. What, I know. what an absolute winning combination. I know. I, 
I know it's, it's really hard. Those are the three that I'm that are going around my head. Um, yeah. I think I'll probably end up going anodized gold, and then you know if uh, you can later day, it, I want to change it. It's, you know, it's, I think it's better to start with the the, the gold because the yes. gold's more expensive. That's it. Start with a scratch plate that actually costs seventy quid if yeah, you want exactly. to retrofit it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll start with that, and then and then I'll move backwards if I want to. But the other thing that I've been I'm in an R and over, and perhaps you or or the listeners might might have a thought on this is. I don't think um, as standard there's ever been, like vintage correct, I don't think there was ever P bases with a matching headstock, but I really want a matching headstock. Like, do you think getting a matching headstock when it isn't, like, correct uh, no uh, is a bad thing? Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big slave to the vintage correct <gasps> thing. I know, um, but matching headstocks just look better. Mate, on reckon, jazz bases, heavy yes. relic. P I base. thought you were going to say headless. <laughs> yeah, headless P base <laughs> with a matching headstock. You just you get this. Well, it's just in the bag. It's just a little attachment. I'm telling you, you traveler kind of... guitar do do a headless P base, and, and it looks they do do a headless P base with the tuners inside the body, and it looks right. fantastic. Inside the computer, maybe there's a, there's a real market for people who want traveler's guitars, but sometimes don't want to seem like they're playing a traveller's guitar at their jam night. So a clip-on headstock. Surely that, <laughs> that's just like any... The, uh... Surely that's just like that should just come as standard though because obviously if you've... Most people have got a traveller guitar because they are travelling. And I mean, how much extra is it to just bosh a, a headstock in the you... bag with it and then bosh it on when you when you get to the show or whatever, yeah. you get to your hotel room? I agree. I agree. But Head- yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to decide on whether I care enough, and I think I probably do, which is such a shame because I really like matching headstocks. I just think they look better. But that said, perhaps what that tells you is I need to just um, get another, get like a custom shop telly, and then I can get a matching headstock. I yeah. I was. I mean, you have some fantastic. The thing is, the fact that you already have the Telemaster. Yeah. Um, and you've already you've got the double cut Les Paul Junior. Yeah. They, those are already fantastic guitars. If you were gonna go custom shop, you don't necessarily need to. On no, the no, not front. in the not in the short term. No, I mean, I, I think the uh, the most pressing thing for me, and you know, this is such a uh, oh woe is me. I don't have the exact bass that I want, but you know, that's exactly the point of this podcast, really. But um, you know, I think that's the thing that in particular, because that's the, that's the instrument that I use the most. I definitely feel. I feel I'd like to say I feel more like a guitar player, but like I feel more like a bass player for sure. Um, I'm a guitar player. I'm a bass player. I'm like a guitar player who plays bass. Yeah. Uh, but I play bass a lot better than I play guitar. And I think it's um I think that's the most important thing for me is getting that. And then I think probably you know within the next few years I, I do want to get a, uh, a a custom shop Les Paul Junior. Um, or and I'm still on the lookout for like a decent Les Paul standard. Well, I had I had a great Les Paul standard and I sold it to get a Les Paul traditional and then that Les Paul traditional wasn't good and I uh, just uh, like got rid of it and uh, I mean it was it was good it just wasn't what I wanted it to be and I, I think it wasn't as good as the standard that I had and um, uh, I don't know I don't know I've I've had a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of thoughts swimming around in my head recently but but See, yeah, I think I, I th- go on no no go on. I think I think Les- I think uh, P bass is the is the mm. is the next thing, especially now I'm playing in a band with Dan Grace, who's you know, well, it has one of the best custom shops. Which is absolutely time. incredible. Um, so it's uh, I just I feel so inadequate. I feel so the, inadequate. The thing is with buying like high value or, or Gibson custom shops or even sort of the the, the top end of uh, of Gibson solid bodies, I think there is. I, I was really up for getting one of those right up until what was that? Uh, what's that European brand? Matt, that we checked out at that um, begins with an M that we saw uh, at the Birmingham guitar show. Maybach. Maybach. Right up until I saw Maybach and realised how well someone could do lacquer checking that wasn't one of yeah. the big two. Yeah. <laughs> and and do a great looking headstock. Right up until I saw those guys, I would have I would have hemorrhaged money on a on a three grand Gibson, but. 
Um, which, I mean, I have a four grand one, but but I, <laughs> if I was buying another one, I would buy. I would get a, a Maybach SG. Uh, yeah, those got, they are yeah, fantastic. They cool. Have they, have they updated their website to have Les Paul Juniors on there? Oh, yet? I don't know. Their website was really annoying last time I checked. They they had their um they had their the the Fender the S style and the T style guitars, which did look absolutely fantastic, but. Um, I do think with with Fender style guitars, because of course you can never copy the headstock, it means that you're going to have to make a different looking headstock. And I think it's it's easier for brands like Sir, um, you know, and and uh, well, I guess now PRS, where 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 you can just make a, a modern looking headstock. I think that still works because I think that sort of uh, that uh, Strat style guitar is really transcended time like it looks good modern and it looks good traditional whereas les pauls sgs things like that um the 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 headstock has to be traditional but there's yeah. there's more you, you you can kind you can make that headstock any sort of rough version of that and it will look fine whereas on a on a on a fender style guitar as soon as it's not the fender one it's really really it's weird isn't it yeah yeah. Um, to answer your question, because I can't remember where, what it was like last time, there are SGs on the Maybach website now. They're called yeah. the Albatross. Uh, I seem to remember there weren't juniors, though. And yeah. when we went there, no, we there saw juniors now. No, no, no. We saw a Butterscotch SG Junior, I believe. Did we we not? did. A, no, a single there, there were always... There were always uh, SGs and SG juniors. Uh, it's just when we were, when we were at the Birmingham Guitar Show, we did ask the uh, the the guy there if they were going to be doing Les Paul juniors, and um, and oh, he said yeah, that's he right. said yes, but they are a little way off, probably six weeks. And I, I was like, okay, that, <laughs> that's a fine amount of time. But you know, where are we? Nearly a year down the line, and they're not on the website, so <laughs> I don't know. I I, I think they're. I think you can get them on Toman though, so I wonder if they've got stuff. On I love their... that that whole booth was just like one fella in a suit as well. Like that—that's yeah. absolutely. Listeners, I'm sure all of you have been to guitar shows, but that's absolutely not the vibe of most guitar shows. It's always like uh, just a load of reps, like or people that they've hired in in you know t-shirts for the brand. And this was the whole Maybach stand was just this one really well dressed guy in yeah. a suit. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm that. just having a look on the just having a look on the time and website, and they don't have any Les Paul Juniors. No, they on just there. have the the S and the T's, don't they? I think yeah. actually that that I, I believe that was the way it's, it was split. I think Toman have the the Fender style, and um, I can't remember who World the Guitars? company is potentially. Yeah, someone else has the Gibbs only yeah, the Gibson style. No, so. uh, they've they've got both on here. Toman do they do have some? Oh, really? Oh, okay, uh, yeah, fine. they do have some T styles and some. Uh, LPs and some three three fives, but uh... oh, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, so do you know what I've been getting really, really into this week, which I did not expect to? Well, hard drugs. <laughs> of course, I expect <laughs> to get into hard drugs. Okay, that's ridiculous. Uh, no, uh, um, Mustang bases. Oh yeah, man. What are you talking about? Mustang yeah, bases are amazing. I, thought I know. You were I know. Say mustard. I was like, oh. <laughs> just, uh, really? Uh, just I'm snorting mustard these days. It's great. <laughs> really cheap. Really, really, really effective. affordable alternative. And anyway, no, uh, but um, Mustang bases. Absolutely. Like, okay, so I've always known they were super cool, and uh, I've had one <coughs> at my flat for a little while to like just mess around on. And I've always been aware that they're really good, and then I've actually sort of sat down and spent some time with the new the new Mustang part of the offset series with the PJ pickup format yeah. and I don't think I've ever played faster in my life it's um <laughs> the, like it's just improved my like I sometimes forget what wimps you guitarists are like and and how easy you have it on on the tiny little necks and and I was like oh yeah oh I am I am that quick when you you know give me a thirty inch scale neck and it's it, I've just had an absolute fantastic time. Um, totally. Well, I mean those bases I think are great, but the one to the one to look at I don't think there are any in shops yet. I think they got uh, delayed. They, they no, they didn't the, get delayed, but they were all sold. I know what you're going to talk about the the uh, the, the, the uh, Justin Meldell Johnson. Yeah. Uh, the JMJ because the no JMJ Mustang bass. Yeah. yeah. Which um, was, so, uh, I hadn't seen this one. I just I googled oh, the custom shop base and then this came up. And I was like, yeah. Wait a so second. E- explain it, Jay, for listeners, because I don't, I don't think it's hit the news that hard. But it is a so, fantastic well, so it instrument. Was, it was an, it was shown at it was like announced at Nam, 
Um, but yeah, I think there was just, yeah, like you said, I think the first lot went out and then just got sold immediately. But it's um, a uh, Daphne Blue 30 inch scale Mustang base, road worn. So, but like the road, wear, the road wearing on it is absolutely fantastic. Like it looks like a, it looks like relic. It looks like a custom shop. Yeah, yeah it really does. It's, and it's, it's in, a light relic. So it's, a, it's kind of like lacquer checking and a yeah. couple of dings. That, well, yeah, and it and it looks amazing. So obviously it's it's nitro, um, and uh, it's got a proper uh, Mustang base uh, style pickup. So proper like single yeah. coils in there, and and proper Mustang bridge, so through strung as well. Yep, but it's also a nine and a half inch radius, uh, which is you know fantastic. Absolutely. That's what you want. Um, it's it, it's honestly like I picked speed one of these stripe up. as well, isn't it? Is no, it not on these. Stripe? No, 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 no. Really? No. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no speed stripe on them. Um, but yeah, it's, oh man, it, it really is an absolutely incredible base. I picked one up at NAM, and that's the only time that I've, I've had a chance to hold one. And it's just absolutely phenomenal. It yeah, really is an incredible and base. They're coming and out around the thousand pound mark. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's okay. ju- I think it's just shy of a grand. Um, so probably about the same in the US. Um, they're, oh man, they're so so good. What what I really like about these sort of bases is they're great for guitar players who want to play exactly. bass. <laughs> oh, exactly. That, that was actually that was exactly what I was going to say about this uh, about the Offset Mustang, which I think is only about four hundred and fifty pounds. Like, yeah. I, I thoroughly thoroughly I've been running it through um, my Fender Blues Junior and my guitar board at home and oh, oh wow, really? it's, it's, it's great just like capoing, um, uh, <laughs> been capoing on the second or the fourth and like just making like. <laughs> yeah exactly but just making like fun weird noises with it with yeah. with, the, with my hx effects and it, it, i was just like this is the most amount of fun i have had in a long long time and actually do, do you know what about with regards to this mustang bass really receptive tone control um i don't i don't i don't know i think it's because i'm probably used to flats but um but just like uh, you know, rolling the the tone down to to sort of halfway, and and sort of really receptive volume control as as, as well, and just using that with drives at home. Oh, it just there's so much. I can't. I, I it's been so long since I've played a bass that I felt as as versatile as this four hundred and fifty yeah. pound. Well, that's Mustang the thing bass. actually. And uh, funnily enough, a friend of mine uh, sent me a text this week saying, "Look, I'm looking at uh, getting a." getting a bass just for uh just for doing some home recording what would you recommend and that was the first thing that came to mind because you know it's it's um it's it's made in ensenada so you know it's going to be a, a quality guitar um it's super cheap it's short scale which is probably he and he's a guitar player so obviously it's right, yeah you know that fits more what he's used to and you've got that p and j and i mentioned that to him and he was like yeah that's actually what i'd been looking at so well you know, it literally it, it doesn't that tick every box it's got I that p bass so. pickup yeah. so so you can do your sort of clangy punk rock or sort of rock and roll sounds like the things that you know that, that you'd be really into it's got that jazz pickup on the bridge so you can either blend them up and get that natural scoop or you know you just run it on the bridge roll the tone off a little bit and yeah. you have like a super 80 stone plus it's short scale so you can fly around it I, I just absolutely. and it comes in it comes in sonic blue you know it comes I mean, in sonic blue which is the 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 color I've got I'm thinking about because I've just I've just got this I'm, I'm just borrowing this so I'm thinking about actually paying for this and then taking that finish off and getting it done in something proper like black I but, think uh, you should I, I honestly think you should wait and and look at the get a jmj when they come into stock because yeah they're, they're still not a color that i'd play that i'd play live and i really want this for life I, I tell you what i have blue. done yeah i because I, I'd, I'd need like sunburst or black or like a, a proper color of butterscotch maybe but god mafrock's so I, boring I know, I know i know i know it is um but <laughs> but i've also i've also set up searches on like reverb and ebay so i'm 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 keeping uh you know my my eye on on the ground what's that saying yeah, I'm keeping my eye on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, if you see any UK or uh, European Union based uh, Mustang bases, but even the old ones, I don't necessarily need the PJ. I'm I'm just in love with the with the way that these play. They are absolutely fantastic. Now, guys, this week we've all been sent. Uh, we, we've all got some new stuff to talk about. Matt Knight, you got some gear from DS Engineering. Is that right? I did indeed, yes. Um, thanks to uh, Daniel in the Facebook group who reached out and originally... So what, for, what is DS Engineering? So it's his pedal company that make like mainly utility pedals. 
Um, what do you mean by utility? Like things so that do I more guess, than one thing? Well, I, I sort of class those pedals as like, the, I say the boring ones, but the, the kind of pedals that do things that you, you need, but you don't want to spend a ton of money on, but you know it's for some sort of unique like application. So we were talking uh, a few weeks back about the JHS pedals and how you could link t- two of them together. So the tap tempo of one would control both. And then he was like, oh, I actually make a pedal that does three at once. So you can, can tap tempo your entire board from, you know, if you don't have a switcher, for example, that's got control outs, he's like, this is a one in, three out, um, like tap tempo controller but it will it will just it will just repeat the pulse of the uh, input out three times or it will go out to two tempos and also do a latching switch so if you want to change uh, channel on your amps um just a really nice little kind of tiny box that you can hide underneath your pedal board um that's really easy to program so i thought that was really cool um for doing things like well but you know if you've got like an old i've got an old boss dd5 and a like a dd7 and then like a couple of jhs pedals um and there's some nice handy dip switches on top that you can kind of set them for polarity so it works with any pedal uh with an led on it so i that was really cool until he sent the the chronograph which is the ultimate utility pedal because it doesn't actually make any noise, but it definitely makes your pedal board much cooler um, because it's basically a clock for your pedal board. Um, it's tiny, but it's basically a four-digit display that tells the time. And you plug it in and... Not like the actual time. The actual time. No, not, not like how it's 7:55 p.m. in the evening as That's, in as no. in when i put when when i put like my uh, my uncle ben's rice in the microwave and it tells me <laughs> there's 30 seconds no, to go that it tells that time. the actual time i plugged it in and it said it's 5:39 oh, i went it really is 5:39 <laughs> But it also does. It's, it doesn't just do that. It does a couple of. It does a count up and count down feature, which you can set the time on. So if you're playing um, a wicked math rock set where you actually have 39 minutes and 40 seconds to complete your set, you set the time on this bad boy. Hit the uh, hit the go button. It will count up or count down. Tell me. Can- tell me that it cuts everything off when it reaches. <laughs> no, no. There's no input or output. Either. Oh does it, no! Does it literally just can a you, clock. Can you set it to loop? Like, can you set it to, like, count down from 10 and then count down from 10 again? I don't know. But you just, I think when it gets to zero, you just press the button and it goes well, to... Well, uh, because I think it would be really 10. cool for, um, you know, if Joe was like, right, guys, listen, I've written this great song. The only thing is, is, is it's, in, uh, it's in 63. Uh, you know, <laughs> 63, 8. No, no, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. And you've got to set it to, like, You've got to set it to 63, and then, like, when you get to 63, it, like, goes back again. And so, like, you always know that you're in time. Yeah. Genius, of yeah. course. Um, but actually, I just it just looked really wicked on a pedal board. And I was like, I just, I kind of like just having the time. Um, and actually, do you know what? Sometimes <laughs> I lose myself when I'm, like, playing time. I'm like, right, I need to play guitar. I can, I've only got half an hour. I've got a load of other stuff to do, and then I end up playing for like two hours. And I'm like, I think this that is, it is quite cool. Will it tell is. me how long I've playing either how long I've playing guitar for because you can do the count up feature, or you set a specific time and then you press it and it will count down. Matt, how um, about this? How about this one for you? Um, get it, bosh it in the middle of your pedal board, and then you can hang your pedal board up in the bedroom, and you're like, yes, it's, it's a clock. Yes, it's just a clock. It's just it's just a fancy looking clock, and then when you're ready to play guitar, you just take it off and bosh it on the floor. There you go, you're ready to ready to rock and roll, and then put it back up on the wall, and it's just a clock again. Fantastic, or, even or better. You, you you put it on your pedal board, and then you're playing a gig, and everyone's like, "Oh, what pedals you got?" And then you do this wicked bit, and then you've got program the sound. You press this button, everyone's like, "What is that?" And you're like, "Oh, it's a secret." And all it's really doing is just telling the time. Um, when oh, we were man. when we were in uh, when Matt and I were in uh, Summernam, uh, we were talking to the guys from One Control uh, to Eric from One Control, and he referred he he uh, came up with a, well he referred to a great term which I really liked which was the fact that a lot of the One Control pedals are um, part of the pedal board management 
genre of uh, of pedals, and I I think that this very much falls into the idea of a pedal board <laughs> management yeah. uh, pedal. I really like because the idea of pedal board management. Once your pedal board gets big enough, you need it needs its own manager. You know, absolutely, you've got, absolutely. It needs, PA, it needs you, someone to look after it. Do you know what? Speaking of pedal board management, I've been I've been finalising a uh, a new pedal board, just a second pedal board. Um, I actually bought a couple of pedals a second time, so what? I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't Brand, have you're to. You're worse than me, honestly. <laughs> oh, you are so worse. You're so I much know, worse than me. I know, but I didn't want to have to trade them over. Bas- basically, I have just completely... a couple of uh, just a couple of timelines and uh, and big skies, right? Just, <laughs> yeah, you know. no, 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 nothing that complicated. Essentially, I've completely fallen in love with the HX effects. I think it's incredible, but I also love the Boss MS3, and I found myself an unable to make a decision between the two so what i've done is i've built a second board which incorporates the hs uh, effects but i've never uh, i've never found a compressor as good as the boss bass compressor CS3, yeah. uh, what's that one called no not the cs3 no, the, the oh. bc1x the bc1x i've never yeah. never heard anything as good as that 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 is that is by a metric mile the greatest compressor. Is that the, for it's bass the purple one, right? It's green. It's green. green. Okay. green yeah, metal- metallic green. So I bought that a second time anyway, because so that I could fit it on the on, on my on my second board. But um, speaking of pedal board management, because I've got this, I've got this second board, and I have the. Do you remember the old really large Boss expression pedal that's also a volume pedal? The FRV one hundred. I mean, I couldn't tell no, you if you named it, but it's huge and silver. FV five hundred. FRV. What was the FRV one hundred? Oh, the, the Fender FRV Reaver. one is the the Fender Reaver. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I I love it, and and this sounds lame but i'm really into action the action on a volume pedal is really important to me yeah yeah um i think source audio uh, have nailed it with one they they did a notched action on a on an expression pedal and oh, i absolutely love that i really love the ernie ball the 25th anniversary one i think that's uh that that is fantastic and that certainly sits on my other board but on this one i've gone for the 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 hugely oversized you are going to sacrifice at least two additional uh, pedal spaces to this uh, to this volume pedal, the, the, this massive chrome and rubber uh, boss jobby. But yeah, that that that's certainly sat on there, running into the HX effects. And then I was like, well, the thing that I want is a delay that can do mental stuff that I that I can just have, uh, you know, right there, really accessible. So of course, it's the RE twenty, something that of course I can I can hold down that second switch, and I know it's gonna make weird noises without me having to bend over and like mess around with 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 controls and stuff you know that's there so that's front row but then i'm out of front row space and the thing is that whilst i'm really into the hx effects i'm really into drive and so whilst the drives are very very good on the hx effects i'm always going to want something separate but i've run out of front row space now which meant I'm going to have to put my drive, which is probably my most used pedal, on the second tier. And and this brings us around to pedal board management. Um, I'm running a Pedal Train Novo uh, 24. Um, so for the first time, I bought one of those um, Pedal Train um, risers. Oh, yeah. little nice. risers okay. for yeah. the second tier. Yeah, and yeah. what a wonderful, what a wonderful day. And do you, do you know the drive that I fitted to this? It's the um, that. Um, uh, the Petty John. Do you remember the yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron and Chime? Um, the the uh, the it was a, it's a dual uh, foot switch drive Not with all the controls. Yeah, oh, like I cannot, I cannot explain, I cannot clarify in words how good this sounds on bass. It is the greatest bass drive of all time and in all of history. Oh wow! Okay. Um, it is is absolutely amazing, but for the but thanks to those little little risers, I never realised what a difference it would make. I've never used those risers before. I'm sure listeners are, are like, yeah, well, of course you use a riser for the second tier, but <laughs> but I've always been very much like all the stuff I use, I put at the front. All the stuff that stays on, I put at the back. And, yeah, uh, all the and small this, things at the back. Exactly, exactly. But uh, absolutely, and and that Petty John drive, I, I really, really can't get enough of it. But um, actually, I also got sent a few things uh, this week as well. We got sent um, from uh, Chirality Audio. Um, do you guys see this? Do you guys see this in the in the email thread? No, I missed this Either one. Of you? Okay, so I'm I'm really into this pedal. They've sent us their um, 
Uh, they've sent us their new uh, their drive, which is called the Splinter. Um, I've popped it up on our Instagram listeners, uh, just a, a photo at the moment, but I'll pop some. I'll do some video bits on it. It's uh, it's essentially a um, a, a TS eight hundred eight style pedal, cheap screamer style pedal. Simple, you know, drive level tone, but then it has a bandwidth selector. Okay. So okay, I, cool. yeah, which is great. So I realised I was like, oh, so I can open this up to sort of the third bandwidth setting, and it sounds fantastic for bass. You know, you you can use it. They're, they're like, yeah, you use it for keyboards, use it for bass, use it for guitar. On guitar, it sounds absolutely fantastic. Like, now I'll tell you what, like opening it right up on the bass setting on guitar, especially on something, they did actually recommend this and I tried this. They were like, yeah, if you're using like a Strat, and I love Strats and I love the bridge pickup on Strats, using using the um, the Trality Audio uh, a splitter, a splinter, splinter. I think it's splinter. It's splinter, splinter. Yeah, using that uh, on the on the bass bandwidth with a Strat on the bridge pickup, I was like, oh, this is essentially like turning my Strat into a Les Paul whenever I want to drive it. It it, it sounds absolutely fantastic. Like for for some, you know, like we get a lot of drive pedals, like or, like second only to fuzz pedals, to be honest. And uh, it's difficult to get excited about things when they're like. It's a tube screamer copy, and it's like, nah. Yeah, I mean, tube screamers were were fine. You know, there's nothing nothing wrong with them. But this is absolutely fantastic. I'm really, really super impressed with it. So, 100% worth checking out. And I got a second oh. thing actually as well. Um, do you know, have you Matt? Have you heard of Mr. Black? Yes. Portland, Portland, Oregon, yes. Mr. Black. I got the Doomstick oh, fuzz. Oh, I really want to try that. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, so listeners, you're going to love this pedal. If you do you check it out, if you if you're into games at all, if you're into retro gaming, then this is uh, this is very much um, the visual for this uh, pedal is 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 after the, uh, the that wonderful original um, movie with the rock. Yeah, the the movie with the rock. I've, yeah, yeah. I've just. Oh, probably one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. I've just accidentally pulled the LED out of it. I'm just. You've pulled the LED out of what? It it has the LED is like. Uh, I'm putting it back. It's fine. I'm borrowing this. It's like the, the... <laughs> Can you send it to me? They're sold out. I they had do. a sale, and now they're all I know. sold out. I know. I actually. Uh, I I am uh, borrowing this off of your friend and mine, Joss Allen. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. One single uh, rotary control on the front, and it might be the largest rotary I've ever seen on an effects pedal. Uh, the the one rotary which I assume is fuzz is uh, literally the size of the palm of my hand, and it, it that makes it all the more fun to uh, to to use. But what a fantastic pedal indeed. We don't talk much about um, about Mr. Black. Um, the the super moon is the pedal that every that I'm always seeing people going on about. I've watched a couple of videos on it and it sounds absolutely incredible, but I've never had a chance to actually have a go on one. And it's uh, they sound really good, yeah, really ambient yeah, yeah. and lovely and washy and yeah. It's, it's just... the the super moon. I'm always hearing people, oh well, always seeing on people's boards and stuff. And it's uh, yeah, it's one that I really really want to check out. They're definitely a great company making really interesting things. I mean, as as the boutique market gets uh, continually more saturated, I think it gets harder and harder to make something unique. And I think uh, Mr. Black are doing a really, really good job, both with that and, and with this uh, Doomstick, really cool, innovative stuff. Uh, now, we, we really should um, move on to some uh, some news. But just before we do, you know we spoke about the Mesa Boogie Fillmore 50. Yes. Well, hold and on. Even, I mentioned it, and then you just went, "Oh, boogie, terrible." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, that's exactly what I did. Oh, and, and then yeah, wait, I didn't t- I see you post about it the other yeah, day? Yeah, you this posted thing, it great. in a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, one one turned up at work um, for for us to shoot a video on, and I just went and sort of I was like, ah, I'll give this a, I'll give it a a, a bash, and uh, I'll give this boring dentist amp a bash. Yeah. It's just so that I can talk about how boring clinical it sounds on the podcast. Oh, yeah, oh, it's really good. That that's oh, it was so ridiculously. <laughs> rid- I I have never never bought into um to to Mesa Boogies before, and um I I could not believe no, how man, good when, it is. When but they're good, they're really the thing about really good. The thing about boogies 
is, and I always remember this from working in more so GAC because we sold uh, more boogie, is that unless you really like know how to dial in an amplifier, they're terrible because most people can never dial them in. And once you know how to <laughs> dial one in, it's like these things sound great. Yeah. But they have so many controls, they just well, this, become overwhelming. And then you're and, like, oh, and and because all the control, all the EQ is active. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So people were like, oh, I'll just, you know, turn up the treble. And then it's like, well, it throws everything else out of whack and you kind of have to dial it all in. It's like, yeah, but once you dial them in, I, they're absolutely perfect. Absolutely. And this is actually a relatively simple uh, amplifier, just two, um, two uh, duplicated channels, essentially, with the same controls on. Very simple for, for a boogie, but it sounded absolutely fantastic helped indeed by the fact that i was running it through the new gibson gary clark jr um triple p90 sg which is, i hadn't heard of that until you uh until you I, posted about it is mate, it is it new mate. yeah well i mean i don't know it's it's new in that we've never had them in before right okay they're like 11 1200 pounds that's what it. is that it i i, I can't i cannot i cannot spec- like if if it was two and a half grand i'd be like this is an incredible SG. At 1100 quid, I'm like, this is the best thing Gibson have done in years. It's wow. so good. The finish is amazing. Three P90s, that's that's everything you've ever wanted. I was I, I grabbed one of the old Vox curly cables, and I had this cool vintage cable running into this incredible boogie Fillmore with this three P90 Gary Clark Jr. SG, and I was just like, this is... For, for all the pedal boards that I own, for everything that I have sitting around, for the 200 plus effects pedals in, in the room that I'm sat in right now, I was like, this is the best I've ever sounded on a guitar. He's it always was, had uh, some uh, some interesting gear because he had that um, that casino. Do you remember the Epiphone Casino, which was really Oh, nice. I don't know. You never saw that? <clears throat> no, what yeah, was he it? Had a, he had the, uh, this, he had the uh, black and blue casino, it was called. It was like a blue sunburst, uh, blue out to black, obviously, hence black and blue. And it was a uh, yeah, casino with like a trapezoid bridge and, uh, sorry, trapezoid tailpiece and uh, uh, USA P90 pickups. Um, it was really cool. I, I thought it was a really, really great guitar. Really, really great guitar. Um, I, th- I think he maybe had a, did he have a, was there a Les Paul version as well or am I making it up? And I think it maybe was just the, uh, just the, um, the casino. But yeah, it's a really cool guitar. So it's, it's cool that he's, um, you know. It's obviously it's obviously sold well enough for him to get promotion. Um, and, uh, you know, it's um, it's uh, yeah. I think, and I also think it's good that he's um, not. I, I think it would have been because I think Black and Blue is the name of an LP that he did, um, which you know, right. hence the guitar. But I think it's um, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. He did uh, yeah. His first his first album was called Black and Blue. But um, I think I think that. Um, I think it's good that that SG has stayed as like just sort of a heritage cherry colour because I think if he'd carried on that aesthetic and done yeah. a um, a black and blue... Do, you can't do that with Gibson, not the same well, way you with Epiphone. I just think it would have been too much because, you know, the three P90s on there are like... That's quite a lot to begin with. There's there's a lot going on with that. Um, I think if it had been like maybe a, an SG Junior or something, you probably would have been able to get away with it. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's cool, and I haven't realised that's really cheap. That's really, yeah. you know, for a, for a, uh, a sort of uh, off-spec um, 
uh, uh, USA built SG. That's really cool. Absolutely. Really cool. The, the, my only thing with it was, uh, yeah, really difficult to dig in because of those three yeah, of really yeah. pronounced P90s. So, but but still an absolutely fantastic guitar. Anyway, gentlemen, should we move on? Let's uh, let's have some news. News. So, Matt, first up, we have uh, some new amplifiers from, uh, or a new amplifier from Tone King. Yes. So, Tone King um, are a brand I probably talked about a little bit before when I used to work in a store. Uh, awesome vintage 50s, 60s um, Fender type amplifiers, I guess you could say. But like a really boutique, high quality version of. Because of course, whenever Fender do this sort of thing, it tends to be the uh, what, what? Jay, what did they, what did they call the? What, what were the names of some of the Fender amps that are in this sort of fifties style? Oh, you mean like the, the pawn shop one, like the Rampart yeah. and the um, uh, the Excelsior. Excelsior was the one I was thinking of. And the yes. um, there was one oh, other, wasn't God, there? The uh, <sighs> Uh, it'll, I, I, it'll come to I, me. It, the I remember when the, the um, oh, they had the Greta uh, as well. Yeah, the Greta. The Greta the, that was the, the, there was the, the vaporizer. Vaporizer. That was it. And I tell you what, I really remember when the vaporizer came out because it was the the first time that I'd seen quite so many all the all the rockabilly dudes from yeah. uh, from in Brighton <laughs> all of a sudden turned up in the Gax store I know, to try out a vaporizer. I remember we had so many. Uh, I don't know whether we had them returned, but so many emails about the boost function. People were like, yeah, I was just playing and I plugged the foot switch in and I hit the boost button and it was too loud. And my house fell down. Yeah, because the boost function actually just disengaged the volume and turned it to 10. (laughs) That was great. That was the great thing. I'm I'm sure we've spoken about it on the podcast before, but the great thing about that amplifier was that it had volume, tone and tremolo, but the, the, the foot switch didn't engage the tremolo it just bypassed the volume. Yeah, really, really weird amp. Really didn't, that amp, weird amp. didn't that amp have a um, an accordion input as well? No, that uh, was that the, was the Excelsior, I think. That was, Excel- Excel- that was the one that mo- they're the ones that are like really going up in value because they oh, sounded really? wicked. They weren't much money. They had a fifteen-inch speaker, um, and they were really easy to mod. So a lot of people were modding them and just like upgrading a couple of components, and then they were like real like classy amps and it's like they never come up second hand when they do uh usually you're looking at sort of like three four five hundred really quid, of yeah. course what on earth is going on there i know i know they, they were cool amps but bring it back to um tone king so most people might know tone king for their falcon amp um which is the one that looks a little bit like a tv set so all the controls are on the front and they're offset on one strip down one side. So a lot of people have probably oh, seen that because it comes on a little amplifier, kickstand. Yeah. Yes. So the Sky King was their most versatile amplifier that covered a whole range of 50s and 60s Fender type stuff. There's a whole bunch on this amp that you can do. So it makes it a really great session or recording amp. Um, there's a few features you probably wouldn't use live that you'd more set and forget. But in terms of like messing around at home or, yeah, as I said, recording, you've got dual channel. So what they call uh, basically rhythm and lead, which go between a glassy sort of blackface Fender amplifier to something a bit, little bit more raucous, like a, a cranked tweed. Um, and, but you've also got custom voiced um, modulated tremolo, which is like proper bias tremolo. Uh, you've then got a mid bite on the lead control which adds in uh, more uh, mid-range for a little bit more drive also tightens up the low end you've then got pentode or ultra linear mode which give you two different ways the valves work and they now have their iron man 2 reactive attenuation built in as well so that's not only a six-step attenuator it's a reactive load box so you still get the feel and response at lower volumes and that and it's independent attenuation per channel so if you want all what? the headroom oh, on the okay, clean, cool, cool. you can have no attenuation on the clean just open it up super sparkly you know not very compressed just really open and then the lead you can crank all the way up on attenuation drive the channel add in that mid boost get almost something reminiscent of like a, a martial sort of cranked plexi or you know blues break or something like that but at much lower volumes. On board with that, you've also got a full um, spring reverb, which is all tube-driven as well. Oh, my 
goodness. Yes, I mean, that is partly why the amp weighs 60 pounds. It is a weighty beast. (laughs) Um, But in terms of just all-round, you know, ultimate... you know, boutique Fender machine, I'd guess, you know, if you want something, if you don't want to have a tweed and a blackface, you know, uh, Princeton or something like that, this kind of covers everything. I know, have to tube- say for the price point, I would expect it to, yes, but this does sound amazing. Well over two and a half. I it think. looks, well, it looks like it's close to three. Oh, yeah, sorry, close to well, 3,000 USDs. Yeah, so probably the same uh, in the UK. So custom Celestian speaker in there as well. Independent controls on both channels. Um, you know, everything foot switchable, controllable apart from the attenuation. Um one absolutely gorgeous amp. I mean, it's a ton of money, but I, I, I this is this is the absolute height of amplification. This is as good as it gets. It's a pretty I mean, big that, combo the, as well. Twenty four inches by twelve inches by eighteen inches. So it's no, you know, it's no sort of small portable gigging amp, as it were. Um, yeah, I think that's a gig. That's I mean, that's twenty four. That's I guess only I'm the, so used to like small amps now. I'm just that's like, only the size of like an AC thirty, isn't it? Is it? I think mm. so. I think, in fact, actually, yeah. that's probably a bit smaller than AC30. Yeah. But um, I mean, you know, talking about this, um, this uh, the each channel being uh, being switchable. That's it, uh, sorry, being uh, having the attenuation. That's no different to um, what like the Mark Five amps have got. That you can you can do that on those. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a great feature, and it's something that I think um, it's surprising that you don't get on more amps. But it's not like you know reinventing the wheel. Basically, it's no. very cool. It's very, very cool little yeah, feature. Um, Absolutely. The, I guess the attenuation, their Iron Man attenuator is um, their own proprietary unit. It's not just a Can you get that as a standalone unit you as well? You can, then? actually. That's yeah, it's cool. called the Iron Man 2 um, mini uh, precision reactive power attenuator, uh, which also has, I really like this feature, it has a solo button. So by hitting that, what? it disengages nice. the attenuator. Nice. So um, you can use it on the floor on your. Oh pedal wow! Board. Yeah. So you use it like a. It's like a pedal. Yeah. Yeah. So the pedal format puts the attenuator on your pedal board, as I say. So foot switchable um, boost with a line level output as well. So you can actually take because it's reactive load. You can take the load from your amp, have it on your pedal board, and then line output go into speaker and still have line output so you can then run your own irs or use it um as a di for recording as well that's very cool very yeah. very so cool. that's that's a separate um thing that you can buy that's tech that's also built into their amps as well if i remember rightly they're about i want to say like four to six hundred what the, it being the Iron Man Two is uh, three hundred and eighty pounds. Oh, by the looks of things, I didn't. I didn't think it was as close to six. I remember it being around four, and I'm like, I mean, that that seems very reasonable. That's how much. Um, that's that's how much the. Uh, uh, what were the only attenuators you could buy? Oh, THD. The THD. The hot plate. Yeah, this, the, TH, the hot plates were that much money, and, mm. you know, they were a bit of a nightmare. And this, having it on your pedal board and being able to cut the attenuator, that's very cool. Mm. I, that's very, very cool. And um, what's great about these amps as well, and I, I'm pretty sure it's still the same, but they come through boutique amp distribution um, worldwide. Oh, okay. yeah. So they're a bit similar to some other um, brands where they, they also do Morgan and Friedman amps, and they're all built in the same factory. I love it as well. Ah. So you know the quality is going to be awesome. You know they're just going to last and last. So Absolutely. Yeah. Jay Cross. Hello. Fender have done it again. Well, not just Fender. Fender Japan have released a whole chunk of new stuff. As if the market's not saturated enough with awesome guitars from Fender Japan at the moment, there's even more. Why don't you talk us through them? There's quite a few. Yeah, well, you, you say Fender Japan has done it again. I mean, this this sort of stuff comes out of, uh, is, well, is, is made in Japan for, the, uh, for the, the Japanese market all the time. It's just... Not all of it makes it over to Europe or to the US. Why do Fender Japan get all the cool stuff? Um, I think it's more down to the fact that, in general, um, uh, Japanese guitar players seem more willing to uh, 
have weird stuff is is the long and the short of it. I mean, you know from you know what sells working at GAC. You know that it's yeah. it's white strats and it's uh, heritage well, cherry Les Paul a, Juniors. There's a white strat Paul in Standard, this lineup. Sorry. There's a white well, strat. Yes, there is. So, but basically, every now and again, we get uh, a bunch of stuff that comes over. And this is a this is this is a selection bit that's come over right now, and there are some, there's some very very cool stuff. So um, uh, I, I'll touch very briefly on um, on the uh, the the 50s stripe strats, uh, but you can't they are US only, so you can't get them over here. Uh, okay. So obviously we don't care too much about them the, because the bulk um, of our listeners we, are US. Uh, yes, but you know, uh, in the uh, great notion of British imperialism. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to uh, gloss past these very quickly, but yeah, it's it's a cool 50 strat, uh, 7.25 uh, radius. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's proper oh. 50s, and um, with a Mustang speed stripe. So yeah, you get um, if I remember correctly, it's late placid blue with a Daphne blue stripe. It's shoreline gold with a shell pink. No, with a no. No, no, I can't remember what that stripe is. And then the other no. one is uh, is surf green with a shell with a shell pink stripe for seven hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, it's pretty good. They, they, so, they, so they're really unfair. they're really cool. But anyway, moving over to the uh, the the stuff that we care about because we will actually get a chance <laughs> of seeing it. <laughs> very sorry to the uh, everyone in the US yeah, listeners. listens to this podcast. Yeah, actually, US I'm not, listeners, I'm not go sorry and at check all. that out. It's no, going to be amazing. I'm not, I'm not sorry at all. I'm not sorry at all. I only care about stuff that I can see. Um, so uh, there are two new jazz masters. Um, these have been, these, I think were leaked maybe, uh, three months ago or so. Yeah. I, I, I I, I certainly remember seeing these. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was me. Yeah. That was, that was, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I think, I think these came out, I think they got leaked maybe three months ago. So it's kind of old news, but, um, pink paisley jazz master and blue flower jazz master. Uh, so they're like traditional 60s spec. Again, really, really cool. Um, they, they, oh man, they look amazing. I mean, Matty, I think you need to get one of these to sort of add to your Paisley collection. Yeah, yeah, one thousand US. Yes, yeah. Um, I actually know that they're coming into to GAK. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, there is then uh, a something that's very exciting, which actually I think we've been talking about uh, on and off for the last uh the last few years really um there's actually going to be a strat 12 well a couple of strat 12s now i I do know that these are super super limited um that's my kind of inside knowledge there uh so if you are after a strat 12 i would think about getting over to your uh favorite guitar shop um and uh asking about them sooner rather than later because they are super limited but these are um they're, so there's sunburst and there's olympic white uh 12 string with mint guards uh, on both yep with uh not exactly the hockey stick headstock but it's not like a uh symmetrical headstock either it's kind of a there's that there's like a bit of a kink at the end um looks really really nice really classy huge u-shaped neck uh and again 725 radius um Honestly, these are very, very cool. Um, I haven't seen one, and I don't think I will get to see one because they are just so limited. Um, but yeah, these are really, really something. Really, really something. I'm so excited about these. I really hope that you get them into uh, into into GAC, Joe, so that I can go yeah, and actually too. have a look at them. Um, and then the most exciting out most of all of these... exciting. You've saved the best of I, last of, of course I have. Of course I have. Is uh, I mean, everybody uh, knows about my love of... Uh, offset telecasters uh i own an offset telecaster i absolutely love my offset telecaster um and um we have now got a japanese mahogany offset telecaster so uh, mahogany body mahogany neck rosewood board um single coil in the bridge and p90 in the neck Uh, mahogany cap on the headstock as well it's a mahogany body I don't know. No, the, head, a, the headstock's matching. Oh, yeah. It's a, well, it's a mahogany neck. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a mahogany neck. Yeah, with a rosewood board. 
That is mental, oh. isn't it? Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, it's that amazing. So it's absolutely good. amazing. Um, and yeah, a couple of weird little, uh, weird little things with it. Again, U-shaped neck, so absolutely banging. Huge, uh, huge, like no caster star neck. Uh, Ten inch radius, which is a little bit unusual. Uh, and yeah, um, uh, just. I don't. I don't really know what to say. It's really, it's really, really cool. Really, really exciting. Um, uh, again, this is something that I'm absolutely desperate to get my hands on. And I have can't a believe at. the price point for this. I know. Well. So it's what, like a grand? Maybe no, no, no. Uh, seven nine nine US dollars. Seven That's... nine seven nine nine US dollars. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you think about <laughs> How that? How are they doing it? I know. How are they doing it? I know. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. So uh, th- that is. I mean, this is obviously my bias showing here because it's well. First of all, it's, it's a Fender, but but you know mainly because of what it is an offset telly uh, in mahogany. I mean, man, honestly, I cannot. I absolutely cannot wait to see one of these in the uh, in the IRL because it just uh, it just looks so good. I um I had a uh, a play on one of the uh, tr- uh, the Troublemaker tellies recently. I got to have a go uh-huh. on that. You know from. Uh, from that was announced at NAM, and uh, it honestly it was just amazing. Like that mahogany body with that telly, just just with that telly loadout was just so fantastic. You got the the that um, rumbling sustain that you get from a mahogany body guitar, but because it was um, because it's got like a telly bridge pickup and that like that bridge, you just you still hear everything it's chimes through and i think this is going to be exactly the same so yeah what um, the perfect balance of two yeah it really there. is it really is i mean uh, it's difficult for me because you know as i say i already own an offset telly and i think i would find it very difficult to justify oh, buying another I mean, one come on they're but, so cheap they're I, know, so cheap. I know i know so i, I don't know we'll, we'll have to wait and see but it's um yeah it really is something special this so um let's uh let's 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 see what happens i, I really want to see them come out but i really think that these four guitars are wicked really yeah, really cool absolutely. so definitely absolutely. if you're interested in getting something just go like, i think they're all limited limited i really don't know the numbers but it's um i think it's gonna yeah be you're gonna have to be quick listener you're gonna have to be quick so more yeah. more have released a three more preamps in their preamp range as if their preamp range could get any more substantial they have 15 more. preamps 15 more substantial 15 preamps in their preamp range and of course they released their own power amp um recently as as well i can't remember what they called their power amp but they released a a very nice sort of uh, amp top power amp which i was which i was quite into um and and do you know what i really like about their preamps is they're numbering them i didn't realize this before yeah but every, every preamp has a number in its uh in its series so They've added three more, which are 0, 16, 0, 17, and 0, 18. The zero at the front suggests that they are they're planning to get into... <laughs> when will they start I mean, preamping their own preamps? That's why I want to know. When's it going to get all Inception? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yes, they've uh, they've released three more. So um, they've got the Phoenix, uh, the Cali Mark IV, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and the <laughs> the custom one hundred. So the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix is black and red, and it's very, very much styled on um, on a sort of German uh, metal amp. So I reckon, um, I reckon it it, it it looks like it rhymes with Bengal. <laughs> yeah, is that that's yeah, what it looks like to exactly. me? I, I mean, I, I actually don't know, but it, that I assume is what it is. V- very much that sort of thing, but it's cool. Like another like super high gain uh, amp in in the range. Um, I think that looks fantastic. The the one that's uh, you know that that I like the look of the most and like the sound of from the video is the the Cali Mark IV, which of course is is kind of trying to be a a very very super clean modern day sessiony style um uh, preamp very very cool indeed have you noticed on the graphic for the uh for the uh cali mark 4 they've got a little um eq diagram yeah, like with yeah. with the scooped mids so i guess yeah. that's that's probably what the oh no it does have a three band eq it does so it's yeah. um but it is yeah it, that's really cool really cool yeah super cool and then and then the last one um which is it which is obviously like a they're calling the custom 100 and it's a very much a 100 watt marshall plexi style um uh style preamp but you know do you know what these are three more micro preamps they they cost nothing they're 50 quid uh like you know if you 
Yeah, it, and I just wow. think if you, if you're running, I, I I appreciate that you know most people who are it is a weird product still because I think most people who are interested in this sort of modeling side of things are probably running helix or fractal you know or Kemper or things like, like people who are into the idea of of running a preamp power amp situation uh pr- are probably aiming at a sort of uh you know that that sort of high end of things it's certainly something dominated by the high end but um or, or even if they're not like even things like even companies like mod duo who um are, are, i'm really into their pedal then you know that's only a, a couple of hundred bucks and and you think you can you can have any any one of of hundreds of uh, preamps uh, programmed in there. So this is a weird thing, like having isolated individual preamps that you're paying for separately, rather than getting them, you know, all included in a in 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 a box. But I think it's very cool. cool. I, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm surprised that they haven't, and maybe they will at some point. But I'm surprised that they haven't done a uh, kind of um bcb60 style pedal board where oh, yeah. you where you can get you know maybe like six pedals across um the front and then maybe a uh baby bomb uh the baby bomb is the is the <laughs> is the preamp isn't it i i've, right, I've yeah. got i had the baby bomb actually i um i borrowed a i think did they send us a baby bomb they did, didn't they? Because I, I tell you what, they sent us a baby bomb just before I had to go into the studio, and I took a head rush and a baby bomb, um, mainly because I didn't have time to learn how to use a, a helix at the time, and, and the head rush is just you know drag and drop with your finger, sort of thing. Yeah. So I took the head rush and a baby bomb, and it sounded great. It sounded well, great. I mean, I think that um, you know they could uh, they could do some sort of like as I say, like a BCB sixty, like the Boss style pet board that only has space for boss pedals if they did something like that that had you know maybe six more pedals um they they do do one with six across the front well but then also um you know because the the baby bomb which is the power ramp sorry of course and then um you could have that across the top running horizontally and then room for one of the um one of the preamps horizontally as well and then you've got like a real neat little compact um, micro pedal solution, you know. Jay, you need to go and work for more. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good idea, isn't it? I also think it's weird that they haven't done, if, if it was me, and, you know, it's not, but if it was me, I'd have done, like, if I knew that they were bringing out this many, um, uh, like, preamp solutions, I'd have, like, done a subscription service. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, you know, because like you say, they're 50 quid each. If you get, if you get like people to sign up and it's like, okay, we'll pay, you pay 500 quid for the year and you're going to get 12 of these over the course of the next 12 months. That'd be well good. I don't know how many people would do it, but I mean, I wouldn't, but like, you know, it's something, (laughs) I'm not sure how many people want 12 uh, preamp solutions, but like, you know, I think that sounds like quite a cool little, um, cool little thing i don't know yeah they're definitely definitely a brilliant product gentlemen that uh that brings us up to time this week do you know what i put i put uh i put a post in the um in the guitar nerds facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum uh asking people to suggest questions we got some really good ones but unfortunately because um we we tend to blabber and also because there was some fun exciting news we haven't got onto a single question this week so we're going to try and hammer through as many as we can in um the in the patreon episode this week um we're probably going to start off we had a really interesting question from matt davey in the uh, in the facebook group um who asked uh once you've got a good guitar amp and a few pedals what should be the next rig improvement or is it just a world of diminishing returns does it become more about tonal options than better tone um which we thought was a really interesting question so we're probably going to head the patreon episode off with that um and then we're going to move on to some of the uh, some of the other questions because there have been a ton so i, I do apologize for us not uh, answering those um but that is it it uh for us here on the regular podcast uh, we will, of course, be continuing over on the Patreon shortly, where for as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode, ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, plus access to bonus features and miniseries such as Branton's Ranton. And at $10 a month, that makes you one of our executive backers, granting you access to everything already mentioned, plus the prestigious honour of having your name read out in one breath by me. And we've got more people this week, so it's getting harder. 
You ready? <laughs> I, should I just go? Should I just go? Wait, 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 wait. All right. Why? Wait. I was going to try and find a drum beat for you, Joe. Okay. This time. When you all say right. drum beat, do you mean like 808 beat? <clears throat> yeah. I've, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, Literally given you the last five minutes of me talking for you to do that. Oh, right. that's a, I think that's a bit too... That's no, no, a no bit fine. Too, I can do it. A bit too slow. Oh, yeah. So we'll go for, uh, what, 240 BPM? <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. I can... I can do that. I can keep keep. It's Ready? It, it's it's so quick that um, most of the notes aren't ringing out. So we will we will slow it down to one two five for you, Joe. Okay. Right. I'm going. You ready? Hold it up to the mic. Wait. Matthew King, Ethan Jebediah Bartia, Stephen John Rady, Scott Hamilton, Ivan Melgos, Warren Peters, Gordon G. Richard III, John Arbo, Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wolfgang Trumpinson, Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Goose, Nate Nagel, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Emery J. Spreaker, Christoph Ramsey, Omar, Matt Roberts, David Lee, Derek Twitzer, Matt Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lowset, Juan Courier, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Rodrick, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Manta, Steve Michael, Blair Toms, Mark Ross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Moo Gravick, all in on us Quality work. Quality <sighs> work. Great work. Great. I really closer. was... Um, it's getting I really... closer. I, I really was just uh, totally uh, transported to a world of uh, it. Just it sounded like it, it sounded like oh, I don't know, like just uh, Brooklyn hip hop in the eighties with that eight oh eight sound. I, and you, and I, you, and I really you feel there, like reading people's name out like that. I really just, feel that I nail that Brooklyn. Uh, I think so. I think thing. it's uh, it's man. You you should be uh, you should be really proud of yourself, honestly. Thanks, man. So there you have it. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at GuitarNerds or on YouTube at GuitarNerds Videos. You can even visit our website, GuitarNerds.net, where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory. And you can even purchase GuitarNerds merchandise and become a true member of the club. That is it from us for this week. We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, Goodbye. gang.